0: This call will be recorded and subject to monitoring at any time. To accept this call, press 5. To block this call and all future calls, you may begin speaking now. Have you ever heard of the term, she kissed a lot of frogs to get to her prince? I'm sure you have. Well, that was me. At 43 years old, I've had my fair share of failed relationships, situationships, meaningless connections. So... About two years ago, I decided I was just gonna embrace the single life and continue building my brand and creating a legacy. I never saw myself being married and definitely, definitely not to an inmate. But life is tricky, huh? So before we kick off today's episode, let's jump into the cocktail of the day. Today's cocktail is called Grilled and Silenced Pineapple Mojito, and it is absolutely delicious, guys. So our ingredients for the day is three-fourth ounces of agave nectar, a half ounce of lime juice freshly squeezed, one mint sprig two ounces of pineapple juice, two ounces of your extra dry rum of choice, one fourth fourth cup of grilled pineapple chunks, and we're going to have mint leaves for garnish. And for those who don't know what a mint sprig is, that is actually two or three leaves of mint attached together. So that is an actual sprig and that's the difference between that and just one single mint leaf, which we will still use today as well. So we're gonna use either a Collins glass or a stemless flute. And that is what we all need for today to make this great drink. We are going to gently muddle the agave nectar, the lime juice, and the mint sprig in a Collins glass. We're gonna add the pineapple juice and stir to combine and then we're going to add crushed ice and top off with the rum and grilled pineapple chunks and now garnish with mint leaves. Now, for the grilled pineapple chunk, chunk guys, I'm sorry, we're going to remove the skin and a top from a ripe pineapple and cut it into one-third inch slices. Grill until it's caramelized and cut into chunks. Listen, it might Take a little extra to make this drink, but this drink is absolutely delicious. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, the cocktail of the day. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do. Hey, guys, and welcome to episode 12 of season two. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with me today. I hope you guys are having an amazing and wonderful Sunday. Now, today's topic, I want to talk about happiness. Happiness is so important in our everyday lives, in our personalities, um, in our energy. And in order for you to be happy, believe it or not, there are some key components to striving to get to happiness as well as different forms of happiness um people tend to always ask me questions like um you know how am i able to maintain a relationship with someone incarcerated and i simply say that because i'm happy i am happy I am happy with myself. I am happy with my life and I am happy with who I am as a person. And for me to be fully, fully happy is why it is very easy for me to be okay with actually having a spouse that's incarcerated. Um, As I said in many, many um, episodes people define these type of relationships based on the physical, mostly sex. Um, They don't think about the intimacy that grows between two people and what that actual happiness can bring as well. I feel like within any relationship, you have to be 100% happy with you and happy in your life. And it really doesn't matter the contingencies or the status of Your relationship and where this person is happiness is within um it's something that we all should practice on every day uh creating ways to make ourselves happy creating ways of just living and being in happiness and so today i just want to go over a few things about happiness um like i said i think that as long as you are happy you are happy no matter what your situation is um you can pretty much deal with whatever it is. Your, your happiness, um, your relationship should not determine on where someone is, who this person is, how old this person is. Um, and when I say how old this person is, let me get out the to, the gray area. Um, adults, <laughs> adults, but, um, your happiness is the key to everything, to your relationship, um, to your success, to the way you move around every day. So technically, the definition of happiness is something that people seek to find. Yet what defines happiness can vary from one person to the next. When most people talk about the true meaning of happiness, they might be talking about how they feel in the present moment or referring to a more general sense of how they feel about life overall. The definition of happiness is an emotional state characterized by feelings of joy, satisfaction, contentment, and fulfillment. While happiness has many different definitions, it is often described as involving positive emotions and life satisfactions. Because happiness tends to be such a broadly defined term, psychologists and other scientists typically use the term subjective well-being when they talk about the emotional state. Just as it sounds, subjective well-being tends to be the focus on an individual's overall personal feelings about their life in the present. Now, you have two components of happiness. You have the balance of emotions, which everyone experiences, both positive and negative emotions, feelings, and moods. Happiness is genuinely linked to experience more positive than the negative. Life satisfaction. This relates to how satisfied you feel with different areas of your life, including your relationships, work, achievement, and other things that you consider important. And that is exactly why I said when people ask about my relationship and I say I'm happy, it's because of those two key components. I am completely satisfied um, with the way I feel with my relationship and I have more positive feelings than negative feelings when it comes to my relationship as well. Now, another definition of happiness comes from the ancient philosopher, Aristotle, who suggested that happiness is one of human's desires and all other human desires exist as a way to obtain happiness. He believed that there were four levels of happiness, happiness from immediate gratification, from, compa- from comparison and achievement, from making positive contributions and from achieving fulfillment. Now here are some signs of happiness and I think this is very important to pick up because we 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 tend to always look for the negative. We tend to always um try to find the negative in people or or figure out their situation by paying attention to the negative. Oh, she did this Oh, so I could tell she's unhappy. Oh, you know, the way she says this or the way she moves, you know, she's probably unhappy. We tend to look for the, the negative um, as opposed to searching for the signs of true happiness. And I believe if we search for the signs of true happiness in people, I kind of think people would Leave well enough alone. I mean, you can tell when a person is unhappy and when a person is is happy. But at the same time, I feel like we should express and indulge more so in the happiness and what is happiness to other people because what your happiness what you define as happy might not be what i define as happy and that to me keeps a lot of confusion and people really pretty much out of your business because what's good for me may not be good for you so some of the keys of happiness including um includes feeling that you are living the life that you want it going with the flow and, well, and willingness to take life as it comes, feeling that conditions of your life are good, enjoying positive, healthy relationships with other people, feeling that you have accomplished or will accomplish what you want in life, feeling satisfied with your life, feeling po- feeling positive more than negative being open to new ideas and experiences practicing self-care and treating yourself with kindness and compassion expressing and experiencing gratitude feeling that you are living life with a sense of meaning and purpose and wanting to share your happiness and joy with others and those are so important um Going with the flow and willingness to take life as it comes is something that... I too sometimes kind of struggle with because it is what it is, is a phrase for a meaning. Sometimes we just have to accept what's going on or accept the way that things are and don't try to sit into the negative side of it. It makes it easier for us to just move on and be productive. Um, it's like using the tools that you have, you know how they say, when you have lemonade, when you have lemons, you make lemonade. To me, that is the willingness to take life as it comes. Feeling that you have a, that you have accomplished, or you will accomplish what you want in life. We all have dreams. We all have goals. We all have ambitions. It's what you feel like you have accomplished, and what you feel like you will accomplish. Um, feeling like you are living a life that you that you want. This is very important. This is very important. This is why I said the definition of happiness is so much different. Um, and it varies from person to person. Um, my happiness might not be the same as someone else's. What fulfills my life and what I consider my happiness, my dreams, my goals, my aspirations, where I am in life might not be the exact same as someone else. I myself am a, and a very independent, strong woman. Um within that, you know, within my moral, my morals and my values, I, I pride myself on being able to do things and, and do it for myself. It feels so good to me when I can accomplish certain things and no one had to do it for me and no one had to help me do it. It feels so good to have my own and to hold my own. um, And there you have a lot of people that do not feel the same way. You have a lot of people that are content with um, being spoiled by other people. Um, You have people that are content. You know, you you have a lot of um, people who come from very wealthy families and don't know anything about work. And they're content with living off of someone else's legacy. You have people that are in relationships. You have people that literally are content with being housewives. They just want to raise their kids, take care of their husbands. And that is a joy. That is happiness for them. Um, And you have women who, not just women, but people who are goal-driven, are are achievement-driven. You know, they like to see degrees on the wall. They like to build, uh, build businesses. And, you know, you have some women that just want to be um very very educated you know they, they thrive off of accomplishments and that makes them happy and that's why i said there's so many levels to happiness for different people the happiness actually really varies happy people still feel the whole range of human emotions of course happy people still have anger frustration boredom loneliness even sadness from time to time but when faced with discomfort they have an underlying sense of optimism that things will get better and they can deal with what is happening and that they will be able to be happy again. And that is truly, truly important. Um, even in relationships, you know, you have to know that your relationship things are going to get better. You know, you have to believe that, you know, you guys can fix whatever's going on. You can talk about it and you can move on when you are with someone who is incarcerated. Um, It's very important to maintain a level of happiness for you and your spouse. I think it's very important that um, when you're in these relationships with people that are incarcerated, that you are happy with yourself. You have to be happy with yourself because there is a lot that goes on in prison relationships. There's a lot that goes on with your spouse that's incarcerated, Um, a lot of mental things, um, a lot of depression, you know, a lot of insecurities and. You have to stay in the positive. You have to stay in the positive. I talk about transference of energy all the time. You have to stay in the positive because that type of energy transfers. Um, I am extremely happy with my life. I'm extremely happy with who I am. Am I content? No, I'm not. Am I exactly where I want to be in life? No, I'm not. But I do know I will get there for every goal that I accomplish, for everything that I achieve, for everything that I challenge and beat myself at that challenge and move on to the next challenge, I'm happy. I am happy with the way that things are going. I am happy within my relationship. And that is why it is very easy for me to be with someone who is incarcerated. Um, It starts with self. It definitely starts from self. You cannot be, you cannot bring happiness to the table if you're not even happy. I don't care if you Your mate was out on the street or not in prison. Um, You cannot give what you do not have. So as long as you're happy with yourself and happy with your relationship, where your spouse is really doesn't matter. Now, the circumstances can get a little frustrating. The circumstances can get you all upset and it can be discomforting, but you have to stay optimistic. You know, this too shall pass. They won't be there forever. Eventually you will get to experience life with your partner on the outside. So that's the optimism that you have to basically, um, you have to basically look for. And again, you have several types of happiness that fall up under these categories that I gave you. You have joy that's often, um, related to brief, I'm sorry, related to brief feelings that it's felt in a present moment excitement a happy feeling that involves looking forward to something with positive anticipation gratitude a positive emotion that involves being thankful and appreciative pride a feeling of satisfaction in something that you have accomplished optimism this is a very this is a way that you look at life with a positive upbeat outlook contentment This type of happiness involves sense of satisfaction. Again, it's very, very important for any relationship that your happiness is fulfilled. Um, I myself can say um, there has been times, of course, in the growing process where you question things, where you doubt certain things. But the optimism the positivity if it outweighs you know your doubt or you know i always tell people to get a piece of paper and do your pros and your cons write out your pros and write out your cons if your pros outweigh your cons then there you have it and it's the same thing with a relationship and being happy if that list shows more happiness than negative then there you have it um and one thing about it, you can always change anything that you need to change to actually fulfill your happiness. Happiness is a very, very, very big key component in a relationship. And um, no matter where you are, no matter who you're with... You have to be happy. You have to be happy to maintain a healthy relationship. And I wanted to talk to you guys about that today because like I said, there's so many different levels of happiness, but I think we tend to pay attention to the negative of other people's relationships because we're mirroring what we are actually going through or we're unhappy with ourselves or we don't sit down and think that maybe this is happiness for this person versus what happiness looks like for you um dealing with someone incarcerated is not an ideal relationship it's not anything that anybody sets out and dreams about doing but i have learned on my journey that um What's for me is for me. And I'm actually, I'm actually happy. Um, I don't question other people's relationships because I don't want anyone to question mine. If I am happy with who I'm with, no matter where he is, that is actually what should be focused on. Um, And I say this to say, you know, this podcast is about talking about the positive and bringing out the positive positive within these prison relationships, you get a lot of negative feedback when the first thing that comes out your mouth is that, you know, you're with someone that's in jail. You hear the opinions of people who a have standards that wouldn't do it or B just don't understand it or C just flat out are negative because it's something that they know nothing about. But in all No matter what the opinion is, no matter what the people say, it's about your happiness. My answer to that question is straight up, I'm happy. I'm happy with who I'm with. No one has to be in this relationship but you and the person that you're with. As long as you guys are happy, as long as everything that I just said to you aligns up, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where they are. It doesn't matter who they are. It's about your happiness. Happiness is the key component to any relationship and maintaining a healthy, happy relationship with someone incarcerated definitely, definitely takes a lot of work, a lot of positive work, a lot of optimistic thoughts a lot of communication but most of all two people have to be happy with each other and I mean the inside of you we're not always going to be happy with the conditions um in which we're in sometimes hell I want to be a a multi-billionaire I'm not happy with my bank account but that doesn't define um my happiness as a whole, that's an accomplishment. That's a goal. And I know I will get there. That's the optimistic part about it. So I just wanted to touch on that with you guys today and make that my topic of conversation is happiness. Be happy with who you are so you can be happy with who you're with. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to episode 12 of season two. This is Wetlock Chronicles podcast having a spouse incarcerated isn't easy you go through a lot emotionally mentally and it can become a financial burden as well fed up wives is my nonprofit organization that's set to help wives and families of federal incarcerated inmates we provide counseling emotional support and financial assistance for inmate phone calls postal correspondence, visitation expenses, and back-to-school assistance. To contact us, email org at gmail.com or call 404-543-8688. Now back to the show. So now it's time for me to jump into my story of the day. Well, today, guys, I'm going to share a personal journey that I am on. Um, I have decided that I wanted to do a complete detox, spiritual detox, mental detox, emotional detox, and physical detox. Um, This actually has been something that I have been thinking about doing for the past two months, and the time is now. I actually... um, even within my relationship you know there's there's no trouble in paradise but there are some things within my relationship that you know I'm ready to detox and and clean you know when when, when me and my husband said our vows together we said them straight from emotion, straight from emotion, straight from being happy. We we were blissful and this is something we both wanted. We didn't think about the consequences. We didn't think about our families. We just did it. And that has been something that has played into the back of my head. Um our families deserved better. Um the way we did it, we didn't do it properly in the eyes of God. And I strongly feel like that has affected our union, not in a negative way, but just affected our union um, as a whole. And I wanted to detox that as well. And I, we had a long talk about it. And let me just tell you something. I love this man the man who i'm with i love him i love what we share i love what we have even through our misunderstandings miscommunication our ups and downs um we have something amazing and i do know that that he tries to do everything in his power to make me happy and i try to do the same and sometimes we do that to each other and don't really express our wants and our needs um that we need from each other um we're just trying to please the other person and not really pleasing ourselves within the process. So I decided I wanted to have this talk with him about doing this spiritual detox and this emotional detox and this mental and physical detox. And I wanted him to do it with me. I wanted him to, you know, spiritually uh, for us to get closer to God together, for us to learn the Bible together, for us to talk about things together when it comes to how we want to walk in life. Um, the things that we want to do in life and how we want it to all be done the right way. And so with this detox that I'm on, this is me trying to get to the next level in my life with a clear head and a clear heart. Um, when he comes home you know we definitely are gonna have an official wedding you know with it with with our families present um saying those vows in front of our families and our friends and our loved ones and definitely um sharing, sharing the spirituality between the vows within ourselves. That's something that we took away from when we didn't do it the right way. You know, with the pandemic going on, you couldn't get married in jail. You know, he doesn't really want to have a ceremony in jail. I really didn't either. Um, I asked my friend to get ordained because I technically want her to be the one who marries us. And we just got so excited about everything as we started planning and talking and planning this wedding and once he got his knowing what his sentence possibly could be we just jumped we jumped the broom (laughs) we just jumped and in my heart it was okay but in my spirit, it wasn't, if that makes any sense. So within my spiritual detox, I have decided that it's time for me to get closer to God. It's time for me to get emotionally closer to God, mentally, emotionally, emotionally close to God and detox everything around me. I've been silent for the past two weeks um i have just been totally focusing on myself my relationship with god you know my health um focusing on on my relationship trying to build a stronger relationship for us to talk on levels that we've never taught before be honest be real you know the gut but raw truth about everything and so far it is wonderful um our relationship is wonderful what we have is wonderful but I want more from us the right way and so he totally agrees which is an amazing thing he totally agrees he totally agrees for us to do it the right way um we're not ending our relationship hasn't ended we're not even ending what we are but focusing on doing it the the complete right way means so much to me um because I I have felt that with that hindrance on me um, it, it has bothered me it truly truly has bothered me I've been totally I'm totally totally happy with my relationship and who I'm with but I'm not happy with how I feel like I went against the word and I went against God and so therefore I'm in the process of trying to detox that fix that repent you know repenting is very important you know repenting um the actions our actions and so that's the journey that I'm on on top of this journey this is my new journey getting closer to God pulling him me our relationship closer to God um loving each other on a different level communicating on a different level all while it's actually helping both us mentally and emotionally um It's allowing me to be a lot more positive, a lot more optimistic. Um, I have been doing a lot of natural things now. You know, I've been doing natural teas and things for balance and things for calming and things for energy. Um, I'm back reading more and just controlling the narrative around me and so sometimes that means removing yourself from situations from people from things until you can get your equilibrium right until you can get your balance right and that's why I am with that I I felt like I was building other things and other people and forgot about myself and so now it's about gaining me back it's about gaining my health back gain you know getting my mind back on track getting my emotions back on track and most of all spiritually getting more in tune with God that is the most important thing that I that I want to do you know my blessings are very important to me moving the right way uh, walking the right way is very important to me and so that is the journey that I'm on you guys right now I am detoxing every part of my life it's a wonderful feeling I must say um for the past week or so this is these have been the steps that I have taken I feel very very good even my relationship now feels so more organic than what it did before because like I said sometimes in relationships we don't say what needs to be said from fear of upsetting someone or hurting someone and, and now it's like all open it's out there and I'm truly truly happy I'm happy um I'm happier than I was um because I like to move in truth I like to be very very um transparent with what I'm feeling what's going on with me and this is just a, a, a bonus to my journey so yes my relationship is still intact everything is still still going as it has been. We are still together. We still define each other in the same way, but we have decided that the only way to bless what we have to bless our union is to do it the correct way, do it the right way. And of course, don't strip that away from our families and our friends and the people that really care about us. And that guys is my personal story of the day. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and joining me on every episode of wetlock chronicles podcast this is episode 12 of season 2 ladies self-care is so important now more than ever that's why when it comes to my skincare i use clean rituals complete serum the benefits are impressive Clean Rituals keeps your skin smooth, reduces signs of aging, gives you that radiant look, most of all maintains healthy looking skin. And I love this serum and you will too. Aging is definitely a fact of life. Looking your age is not. Visit CleanRituals.com and start your healthy skin care now. That's CleanRituals.com, K-L-E-A-N-R-I-T-U-A-L-S.com. Now back to the show. Now it's time to jump into the meme of the day. And actually, this is a quote of the day. Henry Ford said, when everything seems to be going against you, remember that the airplane takes off against the wind, not with it. And that is the quote of the day, ladies and gentlemen. And this is episode 12 of season two. Babe. What's up, baby? I love you. You too. So I decided to do some Q and A's and comments today, guys. Yes, I did. I just love my Q and A's and I wanted to keep this momentum going. So I just decided on every episode, I'm just going to take between one to five questions and just our comments and just throw it out there for every episode because I have so many questions and comments from the first day I started this podcast. So I am playing catch up right now. And I know you guys are constantly sending me things. So I owe it to you guys to address them. I know you guys don't want to wait. Sometimes you be wondering like, is she going to read my question? Is she going to read my comment? I do respond through email sometimes, but guess what? I'm just going to incorporate this into my episodes. I don't know how many questions I do per episode, but hey, here we go. Today's Q&A's and comments. The first question or comment, what is the one thing you could change about your relationship? Wait, what is the one thing you could change about your relationship? Um, I mean, clearly <laughs> I'm being incarcerated that's the obvious um but yeah that's it him being incarcerated that is the obvious answer other than that um i would have to say the things that i could change would probably be selfish for me to say um but i am so used to all my other relationships um oh i don't think i was i was ever this this in Um, I know it's crazy to say, I don't think I was ever this in tuned. And when I say in tune, I mean I don't think I ever cared to this level. Other guys that I've dated and been in relationships with have had previous relationships and have had children with those previous relationships. And I don't think that they bothered me. I don't even think we even communicated about it. I think I just, just didn't think about anything outside myself and the person that I was dealing with with this relationship. It's a little bit different. I'm completely in tune with who I'm with. Um, this is a person that I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with. And so now I'm not just in tune with him, but I'm in tune with everything that comes with him. And it's extremely different for me because I haven't been before. And I think um selfishly, you know, I can remember me saying I didn't want to date anybody that had kids. I didn't want to be with somebody who had, you know, multiple baby mamas and this, 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 and this, because I didn't want to deal with the drama and the baggage but but selfishness being selfless um I love him and this is what he comes with and so I can't change it and honestly I wouldn't want to change it because listen the relationship that this man has with his kids and the way he loves his kids the way he loves his daughters is one of the top five reasons that I love him today so um the selfish side of me would would probably have said for him not to have any kids because I don't come to the c- table with anything and so it's kind of hard when you, you love someone that has so many different things um that gets their attention um versus that all that he gets all my attention and doesn't have to share it with anyone else so if the selfish part of me would probably change that but the obvious answer to that question is for him to not be in prison okay um question number two a comment how would you spend your first day with your spouse when he comes home (laughs) did you really have to ask that question um I don't know you know what we all say what we would do or how it would go. I'm gonna be honest with you, I really don't know. I don't know. I would just be so in awe that he is finally out, it would just be whatever. I mean, of course, we're gonna have our intimate moments, hug, kiss, do all of everything or whatever. But I'm going to be 100% obvious, I'm honest with you, I really don't know how that first day is gonna go. This man has a family that loves him to death, he has kids. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's like, what all could we do in those 24 hours? I just think the fact of him coming home and just being home and, and smelling fresh air and, you know, running through some grass or whatever it is that he wants to do. That's how we will spend the day and nine times out of 10, that's going to be with his kids and i'm okay with that um so yeah i whatever he wants to do that's how we'll that's how we will I, we will spend his first day coming home next question A comment with the holidays approaching do you think you'll be on the road doing visits or with your family um me personally i probably would do visits um I'm not too, too big. Let me tell you something. The holidays for me is for my niece and my nephew i stopped with the major holiday things honestly after my dad passed away um the holidays really didn't mean a whole lot to me when my brother had his kids it kind of brought life back into my into my life so my holidays really have been about my niece and my nephew but now that he's in my life i literally will probably go and do visits with him um especially being that he's incarcerated he can't really do the family thing the holiday thing um and so I would definitely do visits to give him that, you know, love and support during those times. Because holiday seasons are very traumatic for some people. You know, there's a lot of suicide um, numbers and percentages that go up during the holidays. So not saying that about him, but I just would definitely spend that with with him Um and that just gives us something else more to build on and to look forward to. So yes, I definitely will be on the road doing visits. Um, next question or comment. Looking forward to season three. I truly enter- I truly enjoy your interviews. Thank you. I am lining them up. I am lining them up. I have some really, really good interviews um, lined up. Some great love letters and great topics coming up on season two. So I too share your same emotion and thank you so much for that comment um next question or comment you have grown and as a listener from your very first episode i'm excited to listen to your journey continue thank you so much you know as i said last episode when i hear my very first episode up until now i definitely have grown um i know i'm definitely very very more comfortable than i was before um you probably couldn't have couldn't tell then but yes i i'm definitely growing thank you so much first of all thank you so much for for listening um since my first episode that's big that's huge thank you thank you thank you um and hey this is a journey this is a journey and i appreciate you being on this journey with me and that concludes my Q&A's, guys. Like I said, I'm just going to choose a few for each episode. So I won't drag the episode out too long. Um, but thank you so much. Thank you so much for continuing to submit your questions and your comments. Um, they give me life. Thank you. Thank you for continuing to listen and support this podcast um, and this journey that I am on, that we are on. So again, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. This is episode 11 of season two i'm sorry episode 12 of season two. Oh lord i went back <laughs> episode 12 of season two thank you so much again for listening now in life there are three sides to every story the truth the lie and the third side and then it's our version of the third side Join myself and my co-host, Brandon, as we bring you a new podcast, a truth podcast, where we break down some of the craziest stories, fake news, true life, and more from the sides of the people involved in our slightly tipsy, possibly drunken perspectives of their side. The third side dropping July 25th. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This will not be your average podcast. The Third Side Podcast dropping July 25th. Drink responsibly. You can't handle the truth. On today's A Serious Note, I want to talk about air conditioning being a human right. In 2011, the state of Texas convicted Larry McCollum of forgery for passing a bad check. He was supposed to serve a short prison sentence of two years, then go home to his family. Instead, the conditions inside the Texas prison gave him a death sentence. He died of heat stroke indoors. Over 120,000 beds in the Texas Department of the Criminal Justice System do not have air conditioning, including the Hutchins State Jail near Dallas where Mr. McCullum was imprisoned. As a result, the indoor heat index, the combination of temperature and humidity, frequently exceeds 100 degrees on a hot summer day. Shortly before Mr. McCullum died, the Hutchinson warden received multiple emails from the risk manager, who took a thermometer around the dorm stating the temperature inside the inmate dormitoriums reached 102 degrees by early afternoon and that the heat index inside was likely 123. While Mr. McCullum baked inside his dormitory, his body temperature rose to 109.4. Eventually, his body began to seize and he would and he become hospitalized. When his wife and adult children were summoned, they then learned his body temperature had temperature. I'm sorry, his body temperature had permanently damaged his brain and he would not survive. According to the National Weather Service, in an average year, heat kills more people than floods, lightning, tornadoes and hurricanes combined. In all, during the past 18 years, over 20 men have died with the cause of death of heat stroke inside prison buildings constructed and maintained by the state of Texas. Though the count is likely to be higher... When temperatures go over 90 degrees, the medical risk of heat stroke increases, and it can lead to over it can lead to other causes of death, especially for people with certain common medical conditions like diabetes, high blood pressure, or asthma, or who take certain medications, including most mental health prescriptions. And Texas is not the lone sweltering states without mandatory air condition in it in its prisons. For instance, neither Alabama nor Florida, which alone holds over 100,000 prisoners, require air conditioning in their facilities. Of course, not everyone exposed to these dangerous temperatures dies. Most inmates just suffer. At the park unit near Houston, a self-described generic I'm sorry, Geriatric facility, elderly, elderly men sleep on the concrete floor because it's slightly cooler than their beds. Inmates soak towels, towels in the restroom sinks, then drape them around their shoulders to try to keep cool. Desperate to stay hydrated, inmates drink gallons of water a day. Inmates testify that the indoor temperatures are like an oven. When you visit a Texas prisoner during the summer, the first thing you notice is the sweat beating on on his forehead and running down his face. It isn't just the inmates who suffer. The officers supervising them work in these dangerous environments. They patrol the 123 degree dorms. Officers sweat through heavy uniforms, including the standard issue uh, stab-proof vests, Multiple TD T D CJ officers also have been sent to doctors for heat exhaustion. Their only advantage is they get to go home when their 12-hour shift is over while inmates remain. In a rare solidarity between the captures and the kept, the officers union supports inmates heat safety litigation. Thus, during Texas summers, air conditioning is no more of a luxury than indoor heating during Alaskan winters. Less than 1% of free Texans live in a home without air conditioning. Even in Iraq and Afghanistan, one of the military's top expenses is air conditioning soldiers, brackets. And while free citizens should be able to set their thermostats to whatever level they feel comfortable at, Imprisoning people in buildings where there is no thermostat to keep the temperature below 90 isn't just uncomfortable, nor is it just dangerous. It is a violation of human rights. The Universal Declaration of Human Rights is a milestone document in the history of human rights drafted by representatives with different legal and cultural backgrounds from all regions around the world. The declaration was proclaimed by the United States General Assembly in Paris on the 10th day of December 1948. As a common standard of achievements for all people and all nations, it sets out for the first time fundamental human rights to be universally protected and it has been translated in over 500 languages. The UDHR is widely recognized as having inspired and paved the way for the adoption of more than 70 human rights treaties applied today on a permanent basis at global and regional levels. Article five of the human rights declaration says, No one shall be subjected to torture or to cruel, inhumane, or degrading treatment or punishment. Not having air conditioning inside prisons is a violation of human rights. Undoubtedly, undeniable, you cannot argue the fact that it goes against the human rights. And I'm going to leave you with this quote from nelson mandela no one truly knows a nation until one has been inside its jails a nation should not be judged by how it treats its highest citizens but its lowest ones nelson mandela thank you again for joining me for on a serious note this is episode 12 of season two Coming this fall, Milk and Cereal, a true crime podcast where we talk about America's most infamous serial killers, hosted by myself and my best friend Farah. Join us every Saturday morning for Breakfast and Murder. When we talk about the golden age of serial killers, it all started in the early to mid 70s with this group of five like gacy and 33 bodies under his house bundy traveling across the country raider terrorizing over decades and taunting law enforcement in the media jeffrey dahmer even today we find his crimes to be on the extreme end of human behavior gary Ridgway, the green river killer confessed to 71 murders over the course of several decades five of the most prolific serial killers in american history were all operating at the same time it was easy for us in hindsight to say well why didn't that person get caught or why why weren't people looking for them i think we have to keep in mind historically the era in the 70s in the united states was an innocent sort of place you find this sort of trusting environment it was normal for people to just hang out with strangers and to hop into strange cars the murder of people in series has police departments across this country worried law enforcement didn't have a definition for serial killers those police officers back in the 70s just simply did not have the tools that law enforcement officers have now being able to quickly run a name in a database, that's something that didn't exist. There were no computers. No internet. No cell phones. No DNA. There were no surveillance cameras. Record keeping was in the back of everybody's drawer. We didn't yet have the 911 system. And these killers took full advantage of that. John P.K. Fort Bundy B.T.K. Jeffrey Dahmer. Green River Killer... Wetlock Chronicles, Milk and Cereal, and the Third Side Podcast are all a part of 1329 Media and Production Company, RT Brand LLC, and Extra Entertainment. For more information on our media services, contact us at 1329MediaProductions at gmail.com. Now it is time for my thoughts. Whew, I have a lot of thoughts today. <laughs> um, Air conditioning. I cannot tell you how many conversations that I have had where I have been told that it's so hot that the ground, the floor is soaking wet. Um, When I sit and... Read my emails or listen to my phone conversations on the phone um, with my spouse. It just makes me so mad. And I just can remember asking him, like, so y'all don't have AC? I mean, it's high in Georgia. He's in Kentucky, but it reaches over a 100 and something degrees. And I just think it's ridiculous. Now, granted, I'm quite sure the warden has air i'm quite sure the counselors have air i'm quite sure that even in the first built door you walk in the lobby reception or whatever everywhere where there isn't a prisoner i'm quite sure that they have air um it's inhumane it's a violation of human rights and i can remember when he first told me this i was like that's a violation of your human rights like even the dog kennels got air You know, and so to sit here and think, um, I hate to be hot. If anybody knows me, I cannot stand to be hot. Something definitely needs to be done about this. Um, I can recall a couple of years ago when um, Yandy from Love and Hip Hop, you know, they they were advocating for prisoners during the wintertime. These people didn't have blankets. They didn't have heat. Oh my God, I understand that the purpose of locking people up is for them to pay their debts quote-unquote to society um, and to be somewhere because they did something wrong and this is the punishment. But punishment supposed to only go but so far, when it crosses over your human rights, that's something totally different. Um, when you go to jail and you're sentenced for a crime and you're supposed to get out in 5 years, 10 years, 15 years or whatever... You're not going in with a death sentence to die behind the lack of behind the the structural situations um behind not having air, behind not having heat like by not not having blankets. Um damn it freezing to death or having a heat stroke. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. But again, these are things that we have to speak up up for. These are the things that we have to talk about when it comes to our loved ones because these are the conditions that our loved ones are in now while we're kicked back in our ac watching tv and chilling our loved ones are burning the fuck up in jail right now there is no amount of water that can keep me cool none ice cold none um And it's inhumane, it's definitely inhumane and it is a total violation. I do not understand why this isn't a thing why this isn't something that people are talking about or advocating for when it comes down to the conditions in these prisons. But to be somewhere, how do you get comfortable in 104 degrees? Like, how how do you even get comfortable? It's ridiculous. It's totally, totally, totally ridiculous. I feel like this is something that needs to be talked about. I feel like something this needs to be introduced. I feel like when these inmates come into, um, these prisons you know just the same way you move somewhere you get a welcome package they get paperwork about these facilities and I guarantee you in this paperwork that they tell you you know that you're going to be okay you're going to be provided this you're going to be provided that but I bet you they don't tell you that this facility you will not have AC you will not have this and if they do tell you that you will be provided with these things and they don't provide you with these things I think these prisons need to be called up on that because it is completely inhumane to I don't care what the crime is it's inhumane to have people living in 104 degree conditions are damn near freezing to death those are my thoughts (laughs) those are my thoughts um my journey is very important to me Um, it's something that I, I feel really, really good about. It's something that, um, my relationship, I think will have, it will have an amazing, um, effect on my relationship. It's something that needed to be talked about. It's something that needed to be done. And as I said, last episode, you know, sometimes things get turned upside down. So things can be right side up. Um, and i'm happy where we are i'm happy with the decision that we made to try to steer our relationship and and our union in the right way um god comes first in my life and it's very important that i obey and walk the way i need to walk um because it has everything to do with my everyday and it's so important me to be on this new journey and I'm loving it. You know, unfortunately, um, a lot of people won't understand, but it's, it's personal. This is, this is a personal journey. This is not anything against anybody, how I feel about anybody. Um, I have closed myself off so that I can do the things that I need to do for me to be a better me, um, to grow more, to obtain more, to see more, um, My focus is a little bit different now and, and I can feel it. I can feel, I can feel the peace. I can feel the calmness and the little things that I've been doing thus far. I'm really, really, really looking forward to, um, continuing this detox journey, um, especially for my mental my emotional and definitely for my physical a lot of stress wears your body out it puts wear and tear on you you know having to maintain uh your own and do a lot of things you know the world we are still in a pandemic slowly slowly trying to get back from one which brought a from from a pandemic which brought a lot of changes in a lot of people's lives you know life has definitely changed in the past two years um and so I'm trying to do something about it for me and for everyone around me when my energy is not right I serve no purpose if I fall apart a lot of people um fall by the wayside behind me falling apart. So I'm doing my part to get myself together, to get my life together, to get my spirit right, um, to get closer um to God. You know, I'm reading my Bible every day. And the weirdest thing is that I myself is and I'm an ordained minister as well. And I start thinking about thinking about this last night as I was thinking about the things that I wanted to say today. And as me being even an ordained minister I am so, so disappointed in the fact that I have not even taken that seriously. Um to speak the word to be a representation of the word of god um of any type of religion i feel there's a responsibility that comes with that and i have not been doing my part and therefore um i need to take that serious as well because again that was a promise um a vow as well that i took and i really need to um do right by that and so these are the things that I'm trying to correct that I'm trying to fix in my life so that everything I do will be done the right way will be very prosperous um and 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 blessed and completely completely blessed and that is all I have for today guys for my thoughts again thank you so much for tuning in thank you so much for joining me thank you so much for listening thank you so much for subscribing thank you so much for passing the word on I really 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 wholeheartedly appreciate you guys um for the extra report, he's doing amazing. I did not include that in today because I want to tell my own personal story uh, my own personal journey, but he's doing amazing. He's doing good. Um, he's excited to be on this journey with me, this detox journey with me. And we're just loving each other and trying to love life. And that is it, guys. Thank you so, so much. I know I tell you all the all the time, every segment, every episode. I know I don't have to, but I choose to. This is episode 12 of season two. Quick update guys. Okay. I have to make a correction from the last episode. There are eight more episodes until season three. I don't know where I got four. My math was so off, but Eight more episodes to season three. To become a Patreon, look for Wet Lock Chronicles podcast. I have a four-tier membership, $5, $10, $20, and $40. The $40 membership includes everything that all the memberships include, except for you get free merch every three months. Everything that I talk about on these episodes are on patreon you get exclusive um content links pictures um things that i don't talk about on here you can find on patreon so if to become a patreon look for wetlock chronicles podcast i'm not asking you to join there is a membership there is a fee but you will not regret it if you do wetlock chronicles podcast is now on amazon music so if you Use Amazon as your platform for podcasts. We are now on Amazon Music. The Third Side is dropping tomorrow. The Third Side podcast with myself and my co-host Brandon is dropping tomorrow at 8 p.m. I am so excited and so ready for this podcast. I, oh my God, I'm just so ready. Um... This is going to be an amazing, amazing podcast. So listen, guys, tomorrow, tomorrow at 8 p.m., the third side will be dropping right now. We are on Spotify. You can find us on Spotify. We will be on Apple in about four to five days between Apple and Amazon Music um, and iHeart all of those platforms will be available within a week, but right now we are on Spotify, so check us out tomorrow. The third side will be dropping at eight p m on Spotify. Milk and cereal podcast will be dropping august the twenty fourth This is a true crime podcast where we'll be talking about the most infamous serial killers um in America, the Crazies. <laughs> <laughs> the 70s and the 80s were crazy. So please, please, please make sure to keep listening so you can get more updates on the milk and cereal podcast, which will be dropping August the 24th. If you would like um inquiries about promoting your brand or your business, please email 1329 media. Pro, I'm sorry, 1329 media productions at gmail.com. Um if you want to promote your brand, your business, um, if you want pricing information, 1329mediaproductions at gmail.com. If you want to donate to this amazing podcast, if you want to buy your girl her favorite coffee or maybe lunch, cash out. You can cash out Wetlock Chronicles and your support will always be appreciated. Thank you guys so much. I cannot tell you enough. The cocktail of the day recipes will also be on Patreon. Be out. I'm sorry, be out. Be on the lookout for the cocktails book. After 50 to 100 amazingly delicious drink recipes, there will be a book. So be on the lookout for the cocktails, the prison wife's cocktail book. Um, and the recipe again will be on Patreon. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys so much. Please keep spreading the word. 33, I'm sorry, 35 states now, 35 states now in seven countries. Thank you guys so much for supporting, showing all the love. I hope I'm doing my due diligence with you guys. I appreciate you guys being on this journey with me on our journey. Until the next time, this is episode 12 of season two, Wet Lock Chronicles podcast. Thank you guys for joining me on yet another part of my journey To follow this podcast, you can find it on Facebook and Instagram under Wetlock Chronicles Podcast, Twitter Wetlock Podcast, and be sure to subscribe to the show's YouTube channel by clicking the link in the show's description. To get updates on season two, live episodes, discussion forums, and much more, visit wetlockchronicles.com. You can also get the link to sign the petition for Matthew Baker Jr. within the show's description. Thank you guys again for joining me. Please stay blessed, stay safe, and welcome to Wedlock. You can find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts. For episode updates, upcoming live episodes, discussion forms, and contact information, please visit the website, wetlockchronicles.com. <laughs>